If you're lucky, you listen to them talk. They're on their way up and they can't stop. For all things great iron and hard top, it's Kevlu and Steve since the sandbox. What's going on, everybody? Since the sandbox, we are back. And I know this is a football episode, so it's a little weird hearing my voice doing a football intro. But it is what it is. I was excited about this one and being a former quarterback myself. I thought it was only right to do the intro. And we're here to give you our, I guess you could say, regular season 2020 QB rankings for this past season. Uh, Now that the season is concluded, we've got to see everyone play their full schedule. I think we have a pretty good understanding of who falls where. So I'm going to dive into mine. So just starting off the list at 10, I got Justin Herbert. Very impressive for rookie campaign for him. I think he did a lot with not that great of a roster, even though he does have guys like Eckler. Obviously, we know he was injured. Keenan Allen, really not much more than that. Uh, so, no, good to see what he was able to do with the weapons he was given. At nine, I got Drew Brees, and I know he missed four or five games, but, I mean, the Saints are one of the most lethal teams in the NFL right now, and going into the playoffs... It's hard to think that they're not going to make a pretty good run and maybe make it to a conference championship. So got to give Breeze his credit. If this is his last season, it's a hell of a way to go out. So all the credit in the world to him. Got him at nine. At eight, I got Ryan Tannehill. I've liked the guy since Miami, and I've always said, if you get this guy some good pieces on offense, he can really be a franchise quarterback. And we're starting to see that with the Titans, and they got him the two receivers he needs. Obviously, he has probably the best running back in football at this point, so... Glad to see that he was finally on a roster where he can excel in, and I think he's going to be solid for years to come. Ryan Tannehill at 8 with a 78.7 QBR. That's right. I got my stats too here, folks. Don't let me fool you. At 7, I got Lamar. Would have liked to put him at 6, but just the way he started the seasons and the way the Ravens started the seasons, it was tough to you know put him above the guy I have at 6. But definitely turned it around. I mean, I was bashing him and the Ravens earlier in the year, but... Here we are, playoff time, they're back, they're hot, and they're looking like a serious threat if they can keep doing what they've been doing the last few weeks of the regular season. At 6, I got Brady, and I know it's arguable. Lamar probably did more with less, but it's the GOAT, and his second half of the season was absolutely blazing hot, and to think that he's going in to the NFC playoffs with arguably the best offensive roster, it's a scary sight to see, and with guys like... Breeze and Rodgers in the playoffs as well. It's going to be a hell of an NFC playoff run for that guy. Not bad for a football intro, Kev. (laughs) We might have to reconsider me doing those all the time. But yeah, Kev was spot on with the quarterback rankings. No fantasy implications here, just really breaking it down with that position. 10, I really had it between three people. Between Alex Smith, Ryan Tannehill, and Joe Burrow. We know Joe Burrow was a big storyline coming into the season. He played and played very well, and I think that Bengals franchise in good hands, but I did have to keep Burrow, and I did have to keep Alex Smith off of the list. Alex Smith, another great story, another great player. Did want to argue that he was a top 10 quarterback this year, but I'm going to give the nod to Ryan Tannehill, Kev, so I'll give it there for your guy. And last year, I didn't necessarily know if he was going to be worth the $31 million that he was making this season, but he's playing well, and I gave him some respect early on in the year and even gave you some trust to trust Tannehill as a fantasy quarterback. But here they are again, the Titans in the playoffs. Nine, I have Herbert, so right above Tannehill. Um, I think he is going to be promising. Uh, Welcome to the club, rookie, you know what I mean? 
I think once they get the proper head coach in L.A., they already have a great offense, just really getting that defense solid and consistent. Um, I think that will be wonders for that team. Ada have Kyla Murray, and it was hard because I know his potential is so much better than what we saw. But still, based off of what we got, I mean, I think I still have to consider him a top 10 guy. I mean, just off of, you know, his skill and, and what he did do. And when you have DeAndre Hopkins, it's not necessarily hard to, to be good at what you do. But, I mean, D-Hop and him are going to continue to build um, a great relationship as the years go on. Seven, I have Lamar Jackson. but So it wasn't an MVP year, but it was still very good. Uh, I know there will be a lot of people that will debate that Kyler Murray had a better year than Lamar Jackson, but I think Lamar Jackson has slept on as a passer and very underrated. And I saw a lot of strides that showed he was prolific in the passing game the last couple of weeks. And if you're someone that still wants to debate otherwise, I think you need to put on the film. Let's keep in mind that that's also somebody that's rushed for just about a 1,000 yards two seasons in a row. So still changing the game every single time he steps on the field. And six, no matter what his age is, he's still doing it, still getting it done. The GOAT, Tom Brady, when everyone doubts a guy, he just keeps on flourishing. Tom Brady at six. Oh, there it is, the GOAT. Man, I wish he was still in New England. But sadly, he's not. At five, I get Deshaun Watson. And just to think, I mean, I know the Texans didn't have a great year, but some of those games he won where literally you want to talk about a guy carrying a team, it's the definition of Deshaun Watson. And they can get uh, Will Fuller healthy and hopefully sign another couple of offensive weapons and get that defense intact because that defense is awful. Um, they can be right back you know, to where they were a couple years ago, but can't knock Deshaun and can't knock him for his roster. But what he was able to do this year with what he had is still impressive. So got to give him the top five nod. At four, I got Russ. And I know he kind of fell off a little bit towards the second half of the season, but for how hot he was those first six, seven weeks and just to see what he does season in and season out, it's tough to really take him out of the top four or five. So got to give Russ the four there. At three, I got my guy Josh Allen. As soon as he got digs, I knew he was going to make a push for a top five quarterback. And now I don't think there's really anyone... That'll debate that he's outside the three or four. So glad to see Josh Allen absolutely blossoming. Glad to see Diggs and him building that relationship. And very excited to see what Josh Allen's career brings. At two, I got Mahomes, Steve. I don't know how you're going to feel about that. Um, I know you've been preaching Mahomes all season. But to think that Aaron Rodgers isn't the number one is tough to believe. I mean, Mahomes is still probably the best quarterback in the league. But as far as this season alone, I think you got to give it to Rodgers, Steve. I don't know. We'll see. All right. So I'll address that before I jump into my rankings. And I'm happy that you put it that way. Because when I was doing this, and everyone knows Mahomes is my QB1. But Rodgers had the better 2020. Woo! So Rodgers is my one. But Mahomes is my two. Okay. All right. So... Since we're, since we're doing it that way, I guess I'll just come in with three. So Rodgers is one, you know, almost 50 touchdowns. I mean, that that's crazy. I really wish at the end of the game they, they pushed for him to be a part of that club. Um, that really would have been something special. Patrick Mahomes at two. I mean, one loss, how could you not have him at two? I mean, I understand Josh Allen. I, I get it. He was so good this year. But the fact that you could put your team in position to only have one loss in the year, how could – I mean – you could say that 
that alone can make him one and not two. You know what I mean? It, it's crazy. I mean, dating, dating back to the Super Bowl, the playoffs before the Super Bowl started, if they didn't lose to the Raiders this season, they would be a flawless football team. That's wild. Three is Josh Allen. This was his first year joining a league company. It's just a matter of seeing it can stay consistent. I believe it can, and I think the Bills have done a lot to set him up to succeed. But let's see. Can they improve the running game? Can they get um, an all-star pass rusher? You know, Can can they get a healthy tight end room? Just all, all of that, I think, can really help Allen take even more strides. Four, I have Deshaun Watson, so that means Russell Wilson at five. And I know you can argue the either way, but Deshaun Watson on that horrible Texans team almost had 5,000 passing yards without DeAndre Hopkins. That's serious talent. Who was he throwing to? Brandon Cooks. He was giving away for a bag of peanuts. Like, seriously. So, gotta, gotta give love to Deshaun. Gotta give him that notch above Russ. And the thing with Russ, he's just gotta stay consistent. I mean, he's too inconsistent. That offense can't be the best rushing team in the league at one point. Be the best passing team in the league at one point, And then be the best defensive team in the league at one point And still think that all throughout that you're not going to get better and worse in other aspects. I mean, personally, I'd rather be you know, a unit that was top five, top six consistently. Than for three games calling yourself the best. And then just disappearing at other points in times. And I guess you could say that that's what that Seattle's offense really did. Um, for the first part of that year. So that's what that goes along with my whole DK Metcalf criticism. Um, I'm a huge Russ fan. I just think that that team's really in a, a weird scenario. And it's really hard to call them the best team in the NFC West. But I guess you have to as default. But hopefully we can get lose quarterbacks ranking soon. Uh, those are definitely going to be interesting. But me and Kev had to break it down. You know, 2020 was definitely an interesting year for the quarterback position and definitely going to get more interesting as the year continues. That's going to wrap things up, guys, for all things since the Sandbox rankings. Make sure to tune in to all of our other episodes. We out. Peace.